Um, we do have a few requests uh, that I'll mention after a, a brief uh, devotion, consideration of things in, in the Scriptures. And uh, I think it'll be uh, that which the Lord has challenged me with. I think you'll find parallels Stephen's letter, Stephen's email that he sent out in uh, announcing, giving the link for today and and, uh, announcing the things that were on his heart toward today, that of just seeking the Lord and uh, meeting with the Lord and um, honoring his presence, if you will. So last night... I was listening to a, a sermon by a friend of mine who pastors in a church uh, nearby us here in South Carolina in the U.S., and he was preaching on the Lord's Prayer. But in the middle of the, the sermon, well, somewhere in the sermon, um, he referenced a text that just really was intriguing to me, and the text is found in Joshua 9. So if you have uh, scriptures available and you want to turn to Joshua chapter 9, um, we'll Look at uh, beginning in verse 8 and then verse 9 of Joshua chapter 9. So uh, Stephen's challenge to us in his email was to seek God, to seek the presence of the Lord. And I'm going to recommend that one way that we do that, um, one way that we do that of seeking the Lord is through um, attending to the attributes of God. So it's it's one thing to thank God for what he does. It is another to thank God for who he is. And one way of seeking the presence of the Lord is to adore God and really to even to uh, um, marvel in his attributes. So with that in mind, um, as we look in Joshua chapter 9, I'd like to uh, just call attention that this text is right after the fall of Jericho and the fall of Ai, which may be a Western pronunci- which, which is a Western pronunciation of Hebrew. But, um, so both of these cities had been destroyed, and the Gibeonites uh, realized that they had a lot to fear in this Israel God. And so they came running to Joshua, kind of disguised. You may remember the story, disguised in old clothes and old wine sacks, and uh, trying to make it appear that they were from a great distance away when, in truth, they were in the line of aggression, if you will. So uh, they asked for Joshua to have a covenant with them, which um, they, were, they were deceiving, and he was kind of deceived at this point. But um, what I'd like for us to, to consider is really what got the Gibeonites' attention. This is really interesting. So verse 8 of Joshua chapter 9 um, says, And Joshua said unto them, Who are ye, and from whence come ye? Verse 9. And they said unto him, From a very far country thy servants are come, behold, because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. So that which got the attention of the Gibeonites and what really moved them to action was that they recognized something. They recognized the name of Yahweh or the Lord thy God. So all through the Old Testament, the word name is not just the name Yahweh or the name Adonai or any of the names of God, it has to do with the character of God, the reputation 
of God. So we could say that that which got their attention was their reputation or the character or the attributes of God. So keep that in your head, if you will, and let me quote for you a text from, or and if you want to turn there, you're welcome to, but Psalm 96. Psalm 96 has been quoted many times in our prayer times here, um, as has Acts chapter 2 and Acts chapter 4, and all of these have to do with the name of God. It's very interesting. So Psalm 96 and verse 2 says, Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare the glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. So the word name and the word glory are parallel in Psalm 96. In other words, name is referring to glory. Glory is referring to name. All these, this reputation of God is something that we're to sing unto the Lord and bless his attributes, bless his character, bless his reputation. So with that in mind, the other text that was mentioned in this sermon I was listening to last night was from Joel, Joel chapter 2. And um, you'll recognize the text because Peter quotes this text at Pentecost. So Joel chapter 2 and verse 32, which is a text that theologians often refer to as the most succinct statement of the entire point of the Old Testament. So with that, Joel chapter 2 and verse 32 says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Now, that's a familiar text, not necessarily from Joel, but from the book of Acts. So, at least in Joel, the children, God's people were tasked with broadcasting the character of the Lord, broadcasting, proclaiming the name of the Lord, the name of Yahweh. It was their job. It was their assignment to do this. So, it's very powerful that Peter, in Acts chapter 2, and I'm kind of taking this in a biblical theological manner of going from the oldest to the newest text, if you will, Uh, Acts chapter 2 and verse 21, Peter quotes Joel chapter 2 and verse 22, verse 32, and and please keep in mind that (laughs) this is in a hostile environment, okay, this is not in, um, in easy days, this is in hostile days, and ladies and gentlemen, we know that we live in hostile days, so there's a parallel here. So, um, and parallel this with the character of God. Look at verse uh, 38 of Acts chapter 2. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. So, we have an equate. So, Peter here equates Yahweh with Jesus, which is incredible if he's talking to these Jewish religious people people, he is saying, basically, you killed the Messiah. Um, But the result, and here's where I'm headed, the result of uplifting the character of God, and even the character of Jesus was, we know, 3,000 people turned to Christ. So, in the Lord's Prayer, we have these words, hallowed be thy name, so it's not just the physical name of Jesus or God. It is the character. Um, and 
it got the attention of unbelievers in Acts chapter 2. It got the attention of the Gibeonites in Joshua chapter 9. Part of seeking the Lord, even as we pray for revival, is making much of the name, the character of God, even the attributes of God. So with that, I'm going to quote a song to you that may be unfamiliar. It's some, a song I grew up with, and maybe you did too. And if you know the, na- the song, Take the Name of Jesus With You. Okay, I see some heads nodding. So, but I didn't ever look at the song this way until I studied this matter of the character of God. But let me read this to you, and then we'll go into our prayer time. Linda Baxter wrote this in 1870. So she wrote, Take the name of Jesus with you, child of sorrow and of woe. It will joy and comfort give you. Take it then where'er you go. So abide in the presence of God, abide in the character of God, and then the chorus or the refrain would be precious name. Oh, how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven, precious name. Oh, how sweet, hope of earth and joy of heaven. The second verse, I won't read the third verse. You can look that up if you don't know it, but the second verse is, is compelling. So take the name of Jesus ever as protection everywhere. Wow, in a hostile environment, in the presence of the Lord, in the character of God, we find protection. If temptations, we would even say, if testings round you gather, breathe that holy name in prayer. 